What's up, kids? It's time for some Leafs Convo podcast. We're going to do it quick style. What should we call the abbreviated Leafs Convos? Leafs Coffee Combo? Leafs Convo over coffee? Leafs Express? What do you think? Let me know in the YouTube comment section or on Twitter at NormanJamesTLC. Mike and Buffalo's ready to go. We'll talk about the Leafs and Raleigh, that 4-1 win. Looking good. The Leafs Convo starts now. And here is Mike Jello. How about those Leafs and Raleigh? They were able to get the game in despite all of the uh, crazy weather in that part of the country. And a 4-1 decision in favor of the Maple Leafs exercising some demons from the last time they were in those parts. Michael, what say you? Good morning, Norman. Um, yeah, well, it's it was a complete departure from last month where they go into to Raleigh against Curtis McElhaney and they and twenty nine shots later, um, you know, in the in the first period. I mean, I'm sure uh, if Freddie Anderson had a good sleep that night because he was overworked. But you know, last night the Leafs came out. They, I thought, were re- really energetic, really up tempo in the first period. Took the play to the to the Hurricanes. Got a goal from the fourth line with Tyler Ennis scoring. I think it was his fifth yep. of the year. And they really, really, even after even after uh, Carolina tied the game, they came back and got that game winning goal where Riley uh, centers it off of uh, Dougie Hamill, Hamilton into the net. They came back right away. So really even though the, the game in terms of who was the better team and who was dominating was never in doubt. And then they just extended the lead and, and won four to one. This is the Leafs combo podcast, Norman James with Mike Augello, the Leafs 21, nine and one on the season, a spectacular record still what uh, 43.6 behind the league leaders from Tampa Bay, who they face in Tampa Bay on Thursday. Uh, Michael, do you think, the Leafs have revved up their engines to the point where they're ready to go into where the lightning call home and give them a run for their money. I think they'll be keyed up for that game. I think they realize it's a, it's a test because, you know, they may be second overall in the league, but it's really not going to matter too much when, if they stay in second place, they're going to be playing the third place team in the Atlantic. And the only way that they can play a wild card team in the first round is to catch the lightning who just, keep going. I mean, Louis Domingue is their as their backup goaltender has not dropped the ball. In fact, he was second star of the week last week. So, you know, they're getting great performances out of everybody like Stamkos who scored a hat trick and it's going to be a measuring stick game for the Leafs. Absolutely. Uh, Morgan Riley with his 10th goal in the 4-1 win over the Hurricanes. William Nylander on the board now, two assists, uh, 16 minutes of ice time, roughly uh, he was almost 70% in faceoffs, winning uh, the bulk of them. You know what? That was his obviously his best game of the season. He hasn't played too many, but good for him. I know that Mike Babcock was excited about it, but uh, the head coach also warning um, fans and media alike that it's still a process and Willie has a ways to go to get to his elite status. Yeah, the thing I liked the most was the balance of the three lines. Yep. Now, obviously, Hyman was out in the first game of the suspension, and Connor Brown moved up with Tavares and Marner. But you keep Kapanen and Janssen with uh, with Matthews, and you have Marlowe, Kadri, and Nealander as a third line. I don't know many third lines than that so I mean I could see Babcock keeping him there for a while everybody assumed that Nylander was going to go back playing with Austin Matthews and maybe that'll be the case but honestly I, I think that third line provides a lot of matchup problems for the opposition. What do you think of John Tavares you know continuing to uh, pump in goals Austin Matthews 
you know, doing his thing. Remember, Austin and his start was just so exceptional, sensational, almost otherworldly that he's probably going to have a bit of a run here where he's contributing in other ways besides a ton of points. And, and certainly that's okay because, as you mentioned, Mike, the balance is there. There's enough scoring throughout that you're going to have some of the support players take on the role of leadership offensively from time to time. And that's what you want. The last thing you, you want to rely on when you aspire to be a champion is a, a small group of players to carry the weight offensively and have everybody else just, you know, hope that they can help out. In this case, the star of the game could be anybody w- within that lineup. And that's a testament to the, the balance of the team. Yet, you know, as we spoke about in our last podcast, clearly this team, while it does have so many incredible traits, it still needs to level up. And, you know, I don't want to put a, a damper on, on the uh, positive conversation we're having, Mike, but uh, we'll find out tomorrow, you know, just what the Leafs have in terms of uh, matching up with the best teams in the league and potentially what they don't have. Well, first, Mike Babcock should lower uh, Austin Matthews' ice time because he's not maintaining that goal per game pace, so I think he should be benched. <laughs> nice, nice one, Mike. But, uh, and yesterday I pointed it out while watching the game and on Twitter. I mean, we cannot over you know, underemphasize the, the need for this team to, I think, have a little bit of sandpaper and pushback, as we've talked about in the last few uh, convos. But yesterday, the, the one time you saw that was, I think it was Clark Bishop, who is a forward for the Hurricanes, throttle Nazem Kadri into the bench. And Kadri comes back and wastes, I think it was Brock McGinn. That's what I call pushback. You don't need to drop the gloves. You just need to basically tell the other team, if you try to take a run at us, mm-hmm. we're going to take a run at you. It's mutually assured destruction. So, you know, when we're talking about this team being really good, they are, but they can be better. And that's what Kyle, that's the task in front of Kyle Dubas before February I had some conversations on social media because, remember, Twitter is the place. As much as we want to lament it and criticize it, uh, it's essential for our communication and getting the word out about what we do and obviously um, having what we we say and the the product we create uh, resonate. I had some conversations and they were constructive. People still can't equate grittiness and a, a level up of physically with anything uh, when we suggest it with anything other than a, a couple of knuckle draggers out there punching and, and 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 you know getting suspended we're not talking about that right. mike no i mean those players are an anachronism they they do not exist and you know there are very few of them that exist in the league anymore they, you know it has to you know a player has to have more than just one purpose. And if you're talking about a fourth line guy, even if it's Ryan, you know, Ryan Reeves can keep up with the pace of the current game. He's actually not a bad skater for being a really big guy. And, you know, he doesn't have a ton of skill, but he's not a, 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 uh, hindrance out there. I, I'm just saying, you know, and I don't think the Leafs need that enforcer. They don't need Matt Martin back. Although, you know, it, it'd be, it would be nice it, at particular moments to have somebody out there to exact some retribution. I, I realize that, that that's not the game anymore. I'm just an old fogey. But when it comes to the, the, the game right now, you need players who can play, can play often, and provide that 
that particular aspect of the game. And I, I do think that, you know, Babcock realizes that, you know, I've heard some commentary that said Babcock said that uh, what I thought was a ridiculous statement about the toughness being their power yeah. play, send a message to Kyle Dubas that they actually need guys who can play with toughness uh, before the deadline. And maybe that's the case. He sent signals before through the mm-hmm. media and maybe this is another. Yeah. I caught so. something on Leafs nation network, Mike, and you're in the United States. So you don't get to see Leafs nation network. eh? like it's, it's, I mean, it's propaganda for, for the team, but it's good watching and it plays the, you know, the game in a half hour and the, the, the replay, the, the full contests over and over again. And all these, uh, once a leaf, these interviews, mm-hmm. there's a really incredible interview with, uh, Daryl Sittler and Cujo. It, it really is touching. And they get into the whole Daryl Sittler, Terry Fox thing. And it, it, it'll bring a tear to your eye. I mean, it's just too bad. You can't watch it. Maybe you can catch some of that stuff on the MapleLeafs.com, but what I'm getting at is Mike Babcock had mentioned something to I it might have been Paul Hendrick who asked the question about the power mm-hmm. play being the toughness. And Mike Babcock seemed to take a step back from that, uh, his original statement that, you know, the power play was what was going to help the team overcome, you know, any physical limitations. But I think he did acknowledge that the team does need to enhance and level up the same way that we've been talking about it, Mike. And, uh, I think a lot of times people want to, um, you know, equate the youth analytics and, and players who are uh, agreeable financially with, you know, creating a team that's going to work. I mean, that's that's fantasy GM stuff. But in reality, that got to go beyond it. And, uh, you know, Kyle Dubas is maturing as a general manager and Mike Babcock is showing humility as a head coach. These guys are not having an about face, but they are um, taking a look in the mirror and asking themselves, what can we do to help make this team even better, level up, enhance, and take the next step towards winning a Stanley Cup? Because that is entirely what it's about, and the test in Tampa Bay uh, will be a lot of fun. we got to go, Mike, but uh, Morgan Riley, uh, a beautiful pass to Andreas Janssen in the first period um, in Raleigh. Uh, Andreas Janssen couldn't, couldn't score. I mean, it was a tough one. If he did, it would have been one of the goals of the week. Uh, but beautiful stuff from Riley. Uh, 33 points in 31 games. This guy is, leads the NHL in defenseman scoring. Great coming out of his own zone. Strong on the puck. Like, Do you think legitimately, I mean, we could see a, a Toronto Maple Leaf with the Norris Trophy here? I mean, it's still early. But this is a guy, he's probably giving the Leafs the best chance since uh, Boreas Salmi. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's accurate. I, I think you know if he keeps up this pace, he's going to be in the mix. I think you know first of all, Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas should send a Christmas present to Lou Lamorello for getting Morgan Riley on that contract because if Morgan Riley was a UFA this year, just think of you know the situation that they would be in with Gardner with with and then with the Matthews and Marner contracts. I mean, they're lucky that they got him locked up for another few years at a very reasonable five million dollars, and you always have to factor that in with you know the the machinations of fitting players underneath the cap so they're they're you know Nazem Kadri at four and a half million and, and Morgan Riley at five million are yes. godsends to, to the Leafs right now. But right now, yeah, I mean he's in the mix. I mean, I do do I expect him expect him to maintain a point per game pace? I, I don't know because you know Eric Carlson that that's what he did in his prime. I you know I'd love to see it because I think it would be a sign of you know a, a new level for Morgan Riley, a, a level that I was told when he was drafted he could potentially reach because he was a pre offensive defenseman and we've seen under Babcock that he worked on his defense the first year had him penalty kill had him play in defensive shutdown roles 
to make him a more two way sure. defenseman. And now you see that paying Absolutely, off. Absolutely, Mike. And he's clearly a focal point when it comes to the power play, even just being on a shift with a Mitch Marner or whomever. He is situated with some of the best defensive players uh, this league has right now and this league has seen in quite some time. And when you uh, add what he can bring offensively to uh, you know, all of the other perks that are at his disposal, uh, this could be a, uh, just a magical year for Morgan Riley. I mean, he's over a point per game. I mean, a lot of these guys are over a point per game, and it's an amazing thing. And unlike teams in the past where – you're expecting the bubble to burst. I don't think it's going to happen with this squad. I picked predicted 115 points. Do I think they're going to win the president's trophy? I don't think so. I still think they can win the Stanley cup. If they make a couple of adjustments real quick, before we go, I wanted to get to Julian Bronk who shared something with us on Twitter. He thinks Andreas Janssen is going to get an offer sheet for $10 million. If he keeps playing like this, I don't know if he's saying that in jest, but he's trying to make the point that the Leafs won't be able to afford him at some point. Um, just wants to throw that hot take out there before someone else does. Well, and I know that you retweeted it and I read it and retweeted it as well. Kevin McGrath's piece in the Toronto Star talking about not Marner, not Matthews, because I think whatever, if somebody offers an offer sheet to either one of them, the Leafs are just going to basically, at you know, if it's signed at 12 noon at 1201, they're going to tell the other team to go, you know what, and, and match and match the offer sheet. But for somebody who's a you know, a player who's coming off his ELC or coming off uh, you know a one year deal in the case of, of Janssen, and they, they have a pretty big year, a team could offer that player you know three four million dollars on an offer sheet, and that might be tough leaves to match. That's why I think it increases the possibility with the bevy of young forwards that they have that they make that trade for the defenseman because I think a Kapanen or a Janssen could be included in that or maybe if it's mm. a bigger defenseman like a, like a Alex Penrangelo which has been rumored you know maybe Nylander is a you know a, if this is a, a brief stop and he gets moved anything is possible I mean the, the whole thing here is the Leafs have cap room they have the ability to add talent they have all their draft picks as Kyle Dubas said they have prospects this is the time to make your move and try to win a Stanley Cup before the salary cap my friends you could keep everybody, and the Leafs would pay them like crazy and still wouldn't get the job done. Now you can't keep everybody. It effing sucks, but it's part of the deal, and the Leafs have to decide who they're going to go forward with and who they're going to use as assets to accrue other assets that they need more than the assets they have. And, um, you know, it's going to be fun to see how it all plays out. My, my deal here is that the Leafs have the opportunity to win a Stanley Cup this season and for several seasons to come. Remember, Mike Babcock believes this group has a five- to seven-year window, and wouldn't it be a shame uh, in seven years' time to look back and say this team won no Stanley Cups? Mike Babcock, for all of the great teams he had in Detroit, only won one. And, you know, it's just luck of the draw, the way things play out. There are a lot of competitive teams. This Leafs team... Forget about the drought that the, the organization's going through Stanley Cup-wise. This group could win two to three the same way the Kings won a pair, Chicago won three, um, Sidney Crosby and the group, uh, not the current group he has right now, but Sidney Crosby's won three. Uh, the current group in Pittsburgh has won two. This, there's no reason. And forget about what you believe, uh, whether there's a hoax on the Leafs, uh, the franchise, or the crest is garbage and the Leafs will never win a Stanley Cup again. This group can win 
multiple Stanley Cups, but it still needs to level up and make some enhancements. Michael, I hope you feel better, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, Norman. That epi, quick and dirty, to the point, lots of fun. Thanks for joining us at Norman James TLC, at Mike and Buffalo, at David Nastico 200 if you want to get on our GIF Master. He does a nice job for the Combo Twitter account, at the Leafs Combo. You can also at Kyle Outridge TLC. He does a terrific job profiling the prospects within the Leafs pipeline, and he's got another one coming out very soon, so stay tuned for that. The Leafs Combo at gmail.com is the way you can reach me, Norman James, directly. We can talk about sponsorship opportunities. We talk about the Leafs leveling up and enhancing their game. We're trying to do the same thing. Our podcast, we need some sponsorship. If anybody has any ideas for me, the Leafs Combo at gmail.com is the way to at me. We'll get it done. For Mike and Buffalo, I'm Norman James. We'll talk to you soon. The Leafs Combo is out.